The mission of the Pennsylvania Department of Education is to ensure that every learner has access to a world-class education system. Welcome to PDE Presents, a podcast series for lifelong learners that's dedicated to elevating voices across the Commonwealth. And now your host, Noe Ortega. Welcome to PDE Presents. I'm your host, Noe Ortega. PDE Presents is part of a broader strategy by the Pennsylvania Department of Education aimed at changing the way we think and talk about the mission and outcomes of education in the Commonwealth and across the country. Through this strategy, the department aims to shine a spotlight on the greater public good and collective mission of education. This podcast invites school leaders, educators, and other stakeholders to participate in conversations that unpack contemporary topics in education with a particular focus on equity. My guest today is Senator Lindsey Williams, who represents the 38th Senatorial District in Allegheny County, which encompasses the 11th and 12th wards of the city of Pittsburgh, the North Hill suburbs, and many of the communities along the Allegheny River Valley. Lindsay has spent her career fighting for working families. As a senator, Lindsay's top priority is serving the constituents of the 38th district through offering one-on-one assistance in her district office, hosting community events to connect residents and area services, and supporting local organizations and projects. She is also committed to fighting for family-sustaining union jobs, fully funded education for all students, and access to quality, affordable health care for all Pennsylvanians. She serves as the Democratic Chair of the Senate Education Committee, and I have the pleasure of calling her a colleague friend. Welcome to PDE Present, Senator Williams. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here today. I, I love any opportunity to talk about education and the future of Pennsylvania's Commonwealth uh, students. Fantastic. Well, Senator, let's get started. You know, for those who might be meeting you virtually for the first time, what is something that you might be willing to share with our listeners about who you are as a professional and how you approach your work? I'd say I approach my work as an advocate. So prior to running for office, I spent many years um, working on behalf of employee rights and education advocacy. And so I spent 10 years listening to workers and helping them tell their story. Um, And so that is how I envision, you know, my role as a legislator is to listen to the constituents in my district, all across the Commonwealth when it comes to the Senate Education Committee, and to listen to those stories and help people tell them, um, to use them as a way to move forward legislation, make positive change, And another piece of my background is that, you know, it's important to meet people where they are and help them grow because there's there's many people I run across that don't even know that they have a state senator, let alone that I'm their state senator. And you don't want to make people feel bad about that. You'd be like, okay, so this is who I am. This is what I can do for you. And here's how I can help. Here's things that you know, would be useful for you. So one of the things in my office that I've done, I've uh, done a virtual series, Demystifying Harrisburg, um, which I've had a lot of fun doing, which is breaking down you know, how to talk to a legislator, because it can be kind of intimidating if it's your first time. Um, what, if there's a issue you care about, how do you follow a piece of legislation? How do you know what's coming next? That has been a lot of fun and something that I've continued to try to do in my work as a state senator. 
Fantastic. And I appreciate the way that you frame that, Senator. When you think about, uh, we are storytellers. We humanize the narrative around the individuals we represent and we serve. And I think it's important that what you've done as an advocate is really break down sort of the barrier, meet people where their understanding is at about the process, about you, about things that seem somewhat distant from maybe their lived experience. And I think all those things are certainly important aspects of what we would say is a great leader in this space. Exactly. Because you know, I mean, even like as, you know, I have a lot of background in education and I still, every time I talk to people, I learn something new, as you said, about their lived experience with education because their lived experience is very different than mine. So even in an area that I'm familiar with, um, I still learn something. And that's important. Absolutely. I appreciate that. There's no doubt, Senator, this past year has changed the educational landscape forever. Uh, what do you feel is one of the most pressing matters in the field of education? The one that I think is most pressing that I hear the most about is access to mental health care. Um, and that is for, for students, for educators, for staff. You know, prior to the pandemic, we had challenges with our, you know, counselor to student ratios, our number of social workers in the schools, uh, school therapists. And what we saw during the pandemic is how much that, how important that is to really, you know, spend some of these federal dollars, like growing that area so that students can feel supported, that educators can come into the building ready to meet kids where they are and to help them. Um, every time I talk to a group of students, they bring it up. They bring it up in terms of access and also that they want to see um, something that meets them where they are. Like they will often say like, this wasn't designed for us, you know, and they want to play a part in the future of what that looks like in their school. And I'm excited to help them do that. I appreciate that every time we've had an opportunity to collaborate, to interact, and even in areas where members such as yourself are holding the department accountable for some of those outcomes, you don't hesitate to bring up the importance of mental health, well-being, and how we need to work in that area. And so I applaud you, Senator, for those efforts and really thank you for advocating for that on behalf of the students. You share a couple of things with regards to access to mental health for folks and how it differs. And in many ways, it doesn't meet the students where they're at. I wonder how your equity lens, Senator, informs and frames the work and the approach to the work that you do every day. It's something that I try to keep in mind every day is, you know, why, who is this serving? How is it serving them? How can we do it better? Um, because that is the frame that we should use moving forward all the time. And it's important because our students know that things aren't equitable. You know, right prior to the pandemic, I was getting ready for a, a policy hearing that unfortunately we had to cancel because of the pandemic. Um, and I was going and I was meeting with groups of students and Every, all of my schools. So I have 10 school districts in my, in my district and some very wealthy school districts, some that are really struggling. And I was in one of my city high schools and I asked, you know, I explained to them that I was talking to all the other schools and students and those 
one of the students raised their hands and said, what do the kids in, in that other school district have to worry about? They have brand new buildings and iPads and we don't even have mirrors in our bathrooms and enough books in, in for our classes. And, you know, that was heartbreaking. As the adult in the room, that was heartbreaking to hear, you know, a 16-year-old kid know that he wasn't getting the same educational experience as somebody a couple miles down the road. And so when we're talking about education, when we're talking about any kind of issue here in Pennsylvania, we have to look at, you know, how is it inequitable? Why is it inequitable? How do we learn from it? And how do we make it different? Because I don't want that next generation of kids to go and to, to sit, ask me the same question um, when I go back in in a couple of years. I want, I want them to be seeing a change. I appreciate that perspective, Senator. And I do think that, you know, for young kids, they are impressionable. And in many ways, even though we don't want them to do this, they make determinations about their self-worth based on what they see of the value placed to the facilities that they're educated in. And those are real challenges. I appreciate you sharing that, that narrative and shedding light on the human factor of the inequities that play out in our very own Commonwealth with our various schools. I wonder if you might share with us what you and your team are doing to break down some of these barriers, to rethink the systems of education with equity at the forefront as we move forward in the next decade. I think, you know, especially the last two years, um, we've learned that, you know, either learn for the first time for some people or really highlighted the broken systems that we have, how we haven't invested in public education, how we haven't invested in mental health, how we haven't invested in public health systems, and also that there's a lot of mistrust for government. And it's going to take a lot to not only reconstruct those systems in a way that's equitable and doesn't present barriers to people, but also that people can trust that they have, they can access that. And some of it is, you know, I get to be the benefit of, you know, one of the youngest members in the state Senate and a new member. So I get to ask the question of why, why do we do it that way? Why can't we do it another way? And, and not being satisfied with the answer of, because that's the way we always do it. Um, that's not good enough. I mean, I'm willing to learn from the past. I think that's the only way you move forward. Let's take the good stuff. Um, and then let's, let's be brave, um, and, and get a little uncomfortable. Um, I think that's one of the, um, most important pieces of advice I got before, like doing this job running for office was to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I, I think that's hard for some people, but I think that is what helps us to, meet people where they are, to go into a space that we may be unfamiliar with, learn from them, you know, go knock on their door, go talk to them so that we can build a better system. And I think that is what my team has been doing. You know, we return every phone call that comes into our office. We'll sit and talk. I go to, you know, just about every community event I can go to because the people who call my office are a very different group of people than the ones who I just see on the street who um, may not 
know to call me. Um, and I always, always learn something when I do that. I appreciate that. And I think to our listeners, being comfortable in the uncomfortable is a really important uh, thing, lesson to understand with regards to leadership and how it affects individuals, such as a senator, when they're approaching advocacy in their space. Senator, you talk a lot about uh, well-being, mental health. The work that you do, particularly as an advocate, is not easy. It's challenging. You have different folks coming at you with different perspectives. I wonder if you have any advice or strategies that you'd like to share with our listeners uh, who are interested in following your in your footsteps on how you go about taking care of yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. This work isn't easy. It can be. It can be really tough. Uh, it can be demoralizing. I think you have to like celebrate your wins when you have them. Um, so my staff and I, like once a week, we like to do like a moment of the week and just celebrate like a really good phone call that we had, or that we were able to get somebody their unemployment check after like a couple months, or, you know, somebody just got their driver's license thing sorted out and just celebrate that win. Cause they can sometimes be harder to come by. Um, but then, you know, take time to take care of yourself. It's sometimes hard to do. I don't know that I'm the best at it, um, but finding that balance and making sure that if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not taking time to rest or, you know, if you like to do something fun, you know, you like to go running, keep, keep doing that, keep working out, um, whatever it is that keeps you happy, try to, try to do that. Um, because, you know, it's like when you're on a plane and they say you have to put your mask on first before you can help anybody else that that's something that you have to do in your whole life. And then, you know, surround yourself with good people. Um, I have the benefit of having friends and family and staff who look out for me and, um, you know, lift me up when I'm feeling a little down or honest with me when, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not doing what I need to do, but they're there, you know, even when it's like, hey, Lindsay, have you eaten today? <laughs> Because <laughs> sometimes you get busy and you don't take care of yourself. So I think those are come some of the things that I've used to try to um, keep going when, when the work gets hard. And I appreciate that. Cele celebrating each of the milestones is such an important aspect. And surrounding yourself, and this may seem like something that we take for granted, surround yourself with people who make you happy, who make you feel good, and who know when to lift you up. I really do appreciate it. And then, you know, to just model... What you said about really identifying the moments of the week. Senator, this has been a moment of the week for myself and PDE. I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, to talk to our listeners as well. I think what's very clear to me as I listen to you talk about your advocacy and to the things that are important to you is how you've made that link between education, educational attainment, and health disparities as well and how the two are sort of interlinked. And when we think about inequities, right? The idea of not having, uh, to have limitations on educational attainment for folks means that other things begin to suffer in their lives that make it even more difficult. And so for me, I am glad that you're out there advocating for education. It certainly makes the Department of Education happy. Senator, thank you for joining us. And let me personally add that it's been an absolute privilege talking with you today. Thank you. It's been so nice talking to you. I look forward to working with you and your whole team as, you know, we continue to tackle 
hard issues like equity in our schools. So I look forward to working with you and thanks again for inviting me. Absolutely. I'm Noe Ortega. Thank you to all who joined us today for PDE Presents. Production and technical assistance provided by the Harrisburg branch of the Pennsylvania Training and Technical Assistance Network.